Hare Krishna. Uh, we're going to have a little Bhagavad Gita class, very brief. I know it's uh, Friday, people are probably busy, but um, I'm still in Golita, California, at the home of Sarvatma and Divyananda, who should be coming back in a day or two. So we're going to begin at the beginning of Bhagavad Gita. And uh, just for just a little morning, like the uh, non-devotees in the morning, they have a cup of coffee. So hopefully this will be a little, of course, it's not that early in other parts of the world, at least in California, it's early. So enough of that. So Bhagavad Gita, the first verse, chapter one, verse one, you all know this. Drita Rastru Vacha, Dharma Kshetre, Kuru Kshetre, Samaveta Yuyutsava, Mamakaha, Pandavas Chaiva, Kimakurva, Dasandraya. So the first word of Bhagavad Gita is Dharma. It's the very first word in the Gita. Well, actually, Dhritarashtra Uvacha. Dhritarashtra speaking. And what's interesting about this culture is that even Dhritarashtra, who always, perhaps the easiest way to explain Dhritarashtra is he usually knows what, what the right thing is and, and usually doesn't do it or often, or at least in critical moments. Sometimes he does the right thing, but when it comes to really important decisions, the most important decisions, he doesn't do what is right. He, he does what's wrong. So I can just talk about that for a minute. Uh, Dhritarashtra, uh, of course, his name, Dhritarashtra's name uh sort of defines him it's a name that describes him because jita jita means one who held uh one who held the jita it's like from the same root as dhara dhara jita like for example krishna is called a chakra dhara because he holds a chakra or gadadhara you all know the name gadadhara which sometimes devotees say gadadhara or something which is awful but anyway the word gadadhara which means Krishna who holds Gada, who holds the club. And of course, he's also Padmadhara because he holds lotus flower. And uh, he's also Giridhari, the same root, Giridhari, because he holds Giri, he holds the mountain up, he lifted Govardhan Hill. So here from the same word, so, so what did Dhritarashtra hold? He held Rastra. Rastra means kingdom. Even today in India, there's a state, Maharashtra, the great kingdom, and so on. So, um, so Dhritarashtra, and, and he held on to the kingdom when it didn't really belong to him. Of course, we could also say he held the kingdom when his brother Pandu died and his sons, uh, Pandu's sons, were, the Pandavas were still too young to rule. So in that sense, he held the kingdom, but he wouldn't let go. So he's Dhritarashtra, the one who held on to the kingdom and wouldn't let go. So what's interesting here, his first words, of course, the beginning is Dhritarashtra Vacha, just identifying the speaker. But then the first actual words of the Gita, someone really saying something, the first word is Dharma. Uh, so we know what is Dharma. Dharma, of course, the highest Dharma, Sanatana Dharma, which is the Dharma of Krishna consciousness. So... The body, Krishna in chapter 13, describes the body uh, repeatedly as kshetra, as a field. So 
as Prabhupada pointed out, Dharma Kshetra is a real place. You can still go there. So even though the Gita is literal history, it also has very powerful symbolism. It's not symbolic in the sense of not being historical. It is historical, but Krishna creates real historical events that have very powerful symbolic meaning. If they didn't, it wouldn't be relevant to us. Because if you think about it, uh, the battle of Kurukshetra really happened. That was a real battle on a real battlefield. And yet it's meaningful to us. It speaks to us. It tells us about our own lives and the situations we face. And it would not be so absolutely relevant to us and meaningful to us unless the basic principles, you can say symbolic, but after all, uh, what does the word symbolic even mean? Well, so much for my short fast, but I'll, I'm not going to go very long here. The word symbolic means uh, serving as a symbol, a repeating design, a repeating design. So Krishna designed Kurukshetra, and that same design, that same format structure repeats throughout history practically in every human life because every human being at least that has free will uh has to choose between dharma and dharma so krishna uh so kurukshetra is of course dharma kshetra and our body is dharma kshetra in that sense because we may not be on a physical battlefield with actual lethal weapons, but our own lives are at stake. We are fighting for our eternal lives by practicing Krishna consciousness. And therefore, uh, our body, which Krishna repeatedly describes as kshetra, as a field on which you make decisions, you know, the field of action. And it, this body is a field in which or on which we have to choose dharma. We have to choose sanatana dharma. Sanatana dharma, our eternal duty, which is Krishna consciousness. And Krishna even says in the Bhagavad Gita, Nehabhikrama nashosti pratyavayo navidyate svapamapi svapamapi asya dharmasya chayate mahatovayat. That there's no loss or diminution in this, Nehabhikrama nashosti, and suapamapi, even very little, even very little, asya dharmasya, of this dharma, even very little of this dharma, chayate mahato bhayat, saves us from the great danger, which is all of the uh, very serious problems that occur when we're not Krishna conscious, including birth and death. So that's the message, Dharma Kshetri. The Bhagavad Gita begins at, on the field of Dharma and each of us right now, this very moment, are on the field of Dharma because we are in a human body. We have the ability to make choices. Like Dhritarashtra, we know what is right. The question is, will we do the right thing? Unlike Dhritarashtra often did the wrong thing. And uh, 
samaveta, which means assembled, yutsava, desiring to fight. We want to fight for our own liberation, our own Krishna consciousness. We want to fight in a non-violent sense to spread Krishna consciousness. And uh, interestingly, mamaka pandavas chaiva. And of course, Prabhupada points out in his purport that this was Dhritarashtra's mentality. Mamaka, my people, Pandavas Chaiva and Pandava and Pandu's people, his sons and their allies. Whereas in fact, by Dharma, by Dharma, Dhritarashtra begins by saying Dharma Kshetre, but by Dharma, he shouldn't have said Mamaka Pandavas Chaiva. That was a Dharma. Because when Dhritarashtra's younger brother died, his affectionate, loving younger brother Pandu, we should remember, it's not just, okay, he's my brother. When Pandu took the throne, he went out and conquered the world, restored uh, the position of the Kuru dynasty. And what did he do with all of these, this fabulous riches that, you know, that, that comes with conquest, you, you become fabulously wealthy. He gave it to his brother. Pandu himself preferred to live a simple life in the forest. And, he, and so here you have this Pandu, the most powerful man in the world, the richest man in the world. And what does he do? He wants to go live simply, camp out in the forest because he has no attraction for power or um, opulence. This is the great Pandu who, by the way, took birth as Bhavananda Roy, which you'll read about in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. I think two or three times in this Chaitanya Charitamrita, uh, Lord Chaitanya said to Bhavananda Roy, who's the father of Ramananda Roy, and the Chaitanya Charitamrita says that among all the many, many devotees of Lord Chaitanya, there, there was an inner circle that was most intimate with Lord Chaitanya. One of those, I think perhaps the seven most intimate persons, one of those is Bhavananda Roy and several times Lord Chaitanya said to him, you were Pandu. So we don't hear that much about Pandu, but he's a very important person. Conquers the world, richest, most powerful man in the world, just wants to go out in the forest in God's creation and gave all this opulence to his brother. And then how does Vidarasa repay him? By looking the other way when his son tries to kill the sons of his loving younger brother Pandu. So this is major bad stuff. I mean, this is not at all good. So Dhritarashtra begins by saying Dharma Kshetre on the field of Dharma. In the same way, Krishna has given us everything. He's given us his human body. Krishna has given us so much. He's in our heart. How do we repay him? By forgetting him? By going against his uh, instructions to us? Or by showing gratitude, intelligence, and, and, and awareness of our own self-interest and actually following our eternal dharma, which is Krishna consciousness. So those are some thoughts on verse one of Bhagavad Gita. Last thing, Jira uh, uh, said, some of it assembled youths of a desiring to fight. So everything is assembled also in our life. We have a good association. 
we have all kinds of resources created by Prabhupada for our Krishna consciousness. And we also have so many material desires. So everything is assembled. Our good desires, our bad desires, everything's assembled there within our own body, including our mind. <clears throat> and now uh, we have to fight for what is right and what is good for our own self-interest. Prahlad says, that foolish people don't know their own self-interest, Swartha, self-interest. Their own self-interest really leads to Vishnu, to God, to Krishna. So, thank you very much. This is going to be a short class. Uh, and uh, have a great day. And... Uh, We'll have some more classes in the future. Bhagavad Gita.